Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Heal My Health podcast. You're with Sally, clinical nutritionist. Today, I'm going to be talking about five healthy food habits that you can implement into your life or that you can think about or ponder, whatever you wish. Uh, I'm just going to bring five easy healthy food habits to you uh, just from my general experience and my knowledge. But before we go into that today, I really did want to thank a listener for leaving a review on the podcast. I had a listener, Chelsea, who left a review and said, I have listened to a few health-related podcasts and find that they actually don't go into evidence-based practice or facts that I can take away and they leave me asking more questions. The Heal My Health podcast gives great, useful information, filters through the noisiness of health, and I love it. I'm learning so much. Thank you, Sally. Thank you. You, I really, really appreciate you leaving a review, Chelsea. Uh, And for anyone else, if you enjoy this podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen and jot down a review. It really, really helps my business. I'm trying to build everything from the ground up. um, And these reviews really do help me reach more people. And they just even help my mental space in providing this information and bringing information to you. So leave a review when you have a moment after this podcast or even just pause it and leave a review now. It would be so, so appreciated. And yeah, with that, let's get into today's topic and we'll just smash out five beautiful healthy food habits that you can implement into your life. Okay, so five healthy food habits, starting with number one, which I think is a really, really big one, especially in the world that we have now uh, in terms of the processed foods that show up and, you know, the the struggle with trying to eat healthy just due to all the products of easy, quick food that we have. So for me, number one is an important one, and it is focus on addition of healthy food, not subtraction of unhealthy foods. So this flips the switch a little bit of you feeling like you need to cut this out and reduce this, maybe have less fat, have less carbs, I've got to stop eating ice cream or I've got to, you know, whatever it is that you are saying to yourself constantly that you need to reduce. Instead, take a focus on what you can add. So this may look like uh, if you're having white rice for lunch, can you add beans in there or can you add quinoa? Can you get a, if you're having like the quick packet rice and you have, uh, you know, that's the easiest thing that you work with. Can you get a quick packet of brown rice or quinoa and mix that in as well? Or can you just get a can of beans and mix that in as well? That way, when you're looking at it, you're still eating the same food. You're still having the white rice, but with the beans, you get additional fiber and protein and nutrients. Whereas with white rice, it's quite low in any, like anything really. But um, yeah, if you add food, then more often than not, you're going to be adding in if you're choosing to add healthy food, you're going to be adding in beneficial nutrients that support the food that you're already choosing to eat. This also may look like, you know, if you're having snacks constantly throughout the day, like if you're having a mid-morning snack and you choose to get a packet of potato chips as your snack or, you know, something that is a processed food, maybe a bar or even if it's like a chocolate or something that is just, you know, considered in your mind a little bit further towards the unhealthy spectrum, Can you add also a piece of fruit with it? So you don't have to discard that food. You just add a piece of fruit and again, then you get the fiber and then you get beautiful nutrients. 
our body works in a synergistic way to metabolize nutrients and metabolize sugar especially. So if you're combining something that is a, you know, a processed food that you enjoy eating that shows up a lot in your life, but then you pair it with a healthy food, whether that be a healthy fat like uh, some avocado or some nuts, or if you pair it with a, a piece of fruit where you get more fiber and you get more uh, micronutrients and minerals, then you're going to be digesting things a little bit differently. You might be reducing the impact of your blood sugar just bursting uh, into your blood. So you are having benefits. So that tip number one, focus on addition of healthy foods, not subtraction of unhealthy foods, is a really, really beautiful thing to do. It also just takes away the pressure, right? The pressure to feel like you need to always be cut this out, cut that out. Like this is the best diet. It's just where can I add healthy food? This sort of moves into my second point and the second healthy food habit is to always buy leafy greens and use these when you can on the side of your meals, even if it doesn't fit, right? So we all know that a salad is healthy. A salad is a big serve of veg because vegetables are you know, we got all of our, we have all of our root vegetables, our carrots and, you know, our cauliflower and all of this kind of stuff. But we also have our leafy greens. And I think a lot of people, if I'm thinking just off the top of my head and general population and the people that I see as clients, I think a lot of people would find it easier to eat leafy greens than they would normal vegetables. Now, diversity is important, but nonetheless, if you always have a serve of leafy greens just ready to go, like last night, uh, my friend made Mexican bowls and there was uh, chicken. Oh no, we had steak. There was steak and there was some tomato and coriander as veg, but that was kind of really it. And then some rice and beans. So there was a bit of veg going on with the tomato and the onion and coriander, but like not really much. And I just said, I'm going to grab a big slab of big handful of spinach, which is about, you know, one to two cups I probably grabbed. And that's one to two serves of vegetables. Majority of our westernized population, a very, very large amount do not eat the recommended five to six serves of vegetables a day. So if you always just aim to have that serve of leafy greens around that you can add to the side of a meal, if you have spaghetti bolognese or you choose to have a pasta or a lasagna or something that doesn't really have much vegetables going on in it unless you, you know, add the vegetables in, still just make a quick random salad next to it and and uh, just eat it. It doesn't have to be the del- most delicious crazy salad ever, but you're just getting in that extra serve of veg and you can always put lemon and maybe a bit of olive oil on it, maybe a bit of balsamic and just zhuzh it up a little bit to make it, you know, a little bit more enjoyable. But for me, I just smashed down a handful of leafy veg, which is a couple of mouthfuls and you're good to go. So that's number two. Now moving into number three out of our five healthy tips is to, if you're choosing processed food, opt for foods with less ingredients on the food label and opt for the ones with ingredients you know. So this is a healthy habit around reading food labels. I just did a cooking class last weekend, a nutrition basics and cooking class last weekend that was very beautiful. It was very, the energy in the room was great. uh, And we learned a lot about food labels. And the crazy thing about food labels is there's lots of loopholes in the way that they are regulated in the way that they can, you know, portray foods. So there is, I'm not even, I should do a whole entire episode on food labels in themselves to bring you guys the information as well. But as a general rule of thumb, 
as a, like as a habit that you can start implementing, opt for those with less ingredients. The example that I had in the cooking class was I had two guacamole dips that I found in my local uh, in my local store. And two that, you know, are regularly bought, obviously they're in the store, they're bought, they're successful brands. uh, So they're regularly bought, but uh, they were completely different. So one had about eight ingredients and it had avocado as the first ingredient, 88%. That had garlic and salt and um, lemon and tomato. And then it had ascorbic acid as like a preservative. Nonetheless, it had eight ingredients and they were all pretty like you could understand them all. Any person could understand what those ingredients are. Now, the second avocado dip had probably about 30 ingredients and it had the first ingredient was cream cheese, meaning it's the most contributed to the weight of the product. The first ingredient always contributes the most weight. So it had about 30 ingredients and in those 30 ingredients, there was a lot of, there was milk solids, there was uh, concentrates, there was preservatives, there were numbers going in there. Uh, there were all these different, you know, all these different random ingredients that even I wouldn't know what they are. Like it's impossible for anyone really to know all the preservatives off the top of their head. So you can see the same thing. You've got two guacamoles. One has eight ingredients. One has 30. One you can understand and one you, you know, you can't really understand. You don't understand what half of those ingredients are. One had 88% avocado. One had 14% avocado. So reading food labels is a really, really beneficial habit to have. You can start to implement straight away just off the ingredients list. You know, there's a little bit more, I will do a podcast on it because there's a little bit more to understanding a food label and especially the nutrition panel, but just choose the options with less ingredients and more often than not, that is going to be a better option. Now, moving away from processed foods, tip number four is to incorporate seafood and fish two to three times per week. So we all know omega-3s are really good for you. Omega-3s are our healthy fats. They support our nervous system and our brain really, really beneficially. A lot of our brain uh, is made up of omega-3s. So we're literally supporting the physical structure of our brain, but we're supporting, um, you know, we're supporting the neurological function as well. We're supporting our inflammatory processes, all that kind of stuff. So seafood is going to be one of those main areas where you get that omega-3, but it's not just for this omega-3. Seafood comes with a seafood and fish come with a variety of minerals and a variety of, you know, uh, nutrients that you wouldn't necessarily find heavily outside of seafood, like or nutrient combinations, I should say. You get beautiful combinations of selenium, zinc, magnesium, and you get uh, calcium going on in there as well. You get iron, uh, and then they're always good sources of lean protein. So even using frozen prawns, I have found lately in my household is a really good option to get some seafood in. It's pretty hard out in the way that I live and maybe wherever you live as well that to to get fresh seafood if you live by the ocean awesome for you but um sometimes it's you know it's hard to get fresh fish fresh seafood but when we can utilize frozen seafood that's packed frozen from when it's caught and when it's you know it's it's locked in all of those nutrients and they are really good sources of lean protein contributing all that extra nutrients as well. So you're getting a diverse source. You're not just having, you know, the classic chicken steak or poultry or whatever it is, a protein source that you get. 
having a beautiful range of both plant protein, seafood protein, and uh, and animal protein is really, really great. But if you can incorporate seafood or fish two to three times per week, um, things like salmon, tuna, oysters, sea bass, uh, scallops, crab, like all of these things, think about, and, and prawns, as I just spoke about, what seafood calls to you? Uh, can you eat fish? And if not, then, you know, can you eat... Uh, can you eat prawns and scallops? If not, how can we, you know, how can we look at seafood? How can we look at trying to incorporate that whole lot of seafood? Because a lot of people will always say, can I just have omega-3? And that's fine. You know, if you want to get omega-3 supplements and supplement with that, I personally do as well, but you do get a pack with whole foods. And I think when we take it back to basics all the time with nutrition and we look at the, the, the nutrient package that food brings us, we can see then that it's not just the omega-3 that seafood brings. It's a lot of different added nutrients as well. So that's number four. Now moving on to number five, last but not least, uh, is eat foods with natural probiotics. So probiotics are live bacteria that help our gut health. They uh, help digest our food. They help reduce nutrients. They help maintain our gut lining. They're absolutely beautiful. And again, with probiotic foods, you get a package too. You get uh, colonized bacteria that are all developing in that food, but then you get the fiber of the vegetable. Or if you're choosing things like yogurt, you're getting the protein um, you know, and the minerals and the calcium and all of that kind of stuff as well. So choosing foods and eating foods with natural probiotics is a really great option for gut health and just overall health. We, I think most of us are learning and knowing about the microbiome now and its effects on the brain, its effects on depression, mood regulation on gut. It's just a world of health going on there. If you can take care of your gut and take care of your microbiome, there is just a beautiful area there that you can develop your health and develop your, yeah, just how you feel in general. I know for me, since I've incorporated a lot of probiotic foods and I've worked with my fiber intake, I've really, really pretty much healed my IBS throughout uh, my, my like my degree in learning and to the point where I am now. I used to have absolutely horrible gut health, but I have now found a place where my gut just chugs along doing what it uh, doing what it does for me and for my life. So I I really highly recommend utilizing probiotic foods outside of probiotic supplementation. So these foods include yogurt. That's probably my main source of probiotics now is making sure I get a yogurt. Um, most yogurts will have probiotics anyways because it's how they ferment the milk. So probiotics, um, the bacteria ferment things. So you get fermented cabbage, which is sauerkraut. You get fermented milk, which is yogurt. You get fermented tea, which is kombucha. So basically the bacteria will digest sugar, eat it out, and then they do this fermentation process. So for me, yogurt is probably the main thing I have at the moment, which is Greek yogurt. I am smashing it. I get a lactose-free yogurt because uh, lactose also kind of plays with my IBS a little bit. So I work with that and I absolutely love it. I also have a ton of sauerkraut and kefir and kimchi in my house that are all, uh, yeah, they're all fermented vegetable. So really, really beautiful. Kefir is another yogurt, sorry, but sauerkraut and kimchi and um, yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful vegetables that you can just have, you know, on the side of your meal. Kimchi is one of my favorite ones to have with like a tuna and rice bowl or um, I sound so boring with tuna and rice, but I'm loving it at the moment for some reason. 
but kimchi you can get in like a spicy flavor they come in all different flavors like give them a go I think that people it's like tofu people are so weird about it but you don't actually really try like I've found products now and I've found brands now that I love and adore and will use and go back to all the time but I know some sauerkrauts that I've grabbed have just been like nah that is not it and same with some tofu dishes that I've had before I'm like no I understand why people don't like it but you they just don't give it the go. So there's plenty of different flavors out there to try of the kefir and the sauerkraut and the kimchi. But yeah, that is number five and that is the healthy food habits for the day. So let's recap. Number one is focus on addition of healthy foods, not subtraction of unhealthy foods. Number two is always buy leafy greens and use them when you can on the side of your meals. Number three is if you're choosing processed foods, opt for those with less ingredients and ingredients that you know and understand. And number four is incorporate seafood or fish two to three times per week. And number five is eat foods with natural probiotics. All of this is going to support your gut, your brain, uh, and also your mentality as well. Like when you look at that focus on addition of healthy foods, food is a mental game and, you know, don't let it control your life. Don't let it grapple you and struggle you to the point where it's like, I can't eat anything, any of this or worrying about if you should intermittent fast, worrying about if you cut this or cut that, cut all of that mental process. You know what I mean? Just take it back to basics. These foods that I'm talking about are from the earth. They would be consumed in hunter-gatherer times looking at these vegetables. Kimchi is an ancient, ancient fermentation process. It's how we first ever started saving food before we started refrigerating stuff. We would, we would ferment it and we would be able to keep that food for ages. So these are all ancient foods. They're all from the earth, looking at those leafy greens. Just um, take it back to basics. What's from the earth? What can you use that is understandably from from earth and from a natural source. I hope that you like the five quick and easy tips and I will be doing some more of these. I really enjoy them because I think that it's, you know, it's helpful to bring the right tools and the right, you know, just stuff that you can act on. And I hope that you enjoy it alongside my more science deep dive topics as well. So I think that, yeah, I'll be doing more of these kind of shorter style podcasts just to be able to bring you information. And then I'll also do my deep dives when I can. Stay tuned for next week. I've got a two guests coming on next week, which is really exciting. And we're going to be talking a lot about fitness and I have more guests lined up. I have another three guests lined up as well. So the podcast is going to see a fair amount of conversations which I am looking forward to and I yeah we'll be smashing them out over the next couple of weeks so again as always give me topics or send me people if you want them to come on and we will work with all of that please leave a review if you did like this episode and if you like this podcast again it really helps my business thank you very much I'll see you next week